0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number five of the No Words Barred podcast. This is your, mo- most. Here's your host Mo. I am here with my great co-host Chris Mack over in ATL. How you doing, bro?
1: It's been a man, while. I am, hey, man. I am doing great. How are you doing, bro?
0: I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, playoffs, hockey playoffs have been stressing me the hell out the past few weeks. Um got a new tattoo, first one went great. Um and, and just been um just been doing a lot of a lot of stuff, man, trying to get stuff family stuff done, man. Um but other than that, everything has been cool and composthetic, man. I can't really complain a lot. How about you?
1: That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, it's everything's been well my way, man. I'm the the wait for European Championships that started uh last week and it's been like very entertaining for me uh, for those that's uh, you know, the big European soccer tournament that happens every four years. It's normally like a precursor in some ways to the world cup. And, you know, it's uh, like 24 countries uh, settle into, I believe about six groups. And, you know, it, it, it goes into like round Robin for the first three games. It did the top two teams of, those two countries or of, of those groups will go into the knockout stages with four other teams in the third place that will get into um the knockout stages with them as well. And that was due to um whoever has like the best goal differential. So those top four teams with the best goal differential would get in. Uh it's been great. I, you know, the first set of games has already happened. We we're already starting on um the second match day. And Italy has been the first team that's made it to the round sixteen right now. So
0: and pretty cool. So who would you say are like the like the favorites to like win everything?
1: My personal favorite, um I would go with France. Uh mm-hmm. they're, you know, the winners of the last World Cup in 2018. Uh just a solid side from top to bottom. You know, they're led mainly by uh uh the the well, they're led now with their young 22-year-old wonder kid, uh Kylian Mbappe. Uh, but they also have, you know, C- caring Bezma, who's returned to France after a six-year hiatus due to a-, a sex tape scandal. Whoa. And that's something that you can read into as well. Whoa. Um, yeah, he, uh, he actually uh, blackmailed a former um, teammate uh, into, uh, you know, paying um, one of his um, friends because he uh, they call him, you know, uh, with a sex tape apparently. And yet he's going, he's going into trial for that too. Later in the year. And um, if convicted, he might face up to five years in prison. So um, I don't know, Jeez. but he came back to France, came back to the national team. And he's widely regarded as like a hero to like some of the, most of the younger players here. Um, and he's been great. He's actually one of the best strikers in um in Europe today. Uh, you know, in the situation to decide, you know, it's actually hilarious and honestly i don't think you should be getting criminal charges for that but yeah it's 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 just something wild man um uh, but yeah is my favorite uh love um paul pogba and nicole Conte, uh two of the midfield pivot men who are like two of the best when they're working together as well and um uh, and mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just have a, they're a solid group, you know. It's pretty much the same players that they had intact from 2018 that's on this crew as well. Okay. Um, but there's also you got Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, England of course who are like looking to make it their destiny to win this tournament. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know, there's also a few other teams. You know, Germany's in the midst of a rebuild. Well, they could you know they could never be um counted out. Of course, as I aforementioned, Italy as well looking to be the dark horses of this tournament. So, you know, it's a lot of cool names. Um unfortunately, like earlier in the tournament there was a, a scare with um uh Denmark um, player, um, Christian Eriksen who suffered a heart attack mid game against Finland. And, you know, it was a scary situation because it was caught live um during the uh, during the broadcast and uh, and the cameras keep, you know, trying, you know, focusing on him. But the players, his teammates, you know, they they surrounded his body so they, you know they, they wouldn't bring attention to him. Uh-huh. But the, you know, the broadcast kept going. It, it was a very scary situation, man. Because uh, he was really gone for a little bit, like for quite some time, and you know. But thankfully, the medical staff was able to resuscitate him. Uh, he's in good spirits now. And uh, yeah, he's doing all right. But yeah, it was, you know, he may not be playing, you know, for quite a while now. And, but I'm just glad that, you know, he's, you know, still here. And he, he, um, he gets the full health and, you know, eventually we'll see him back on the field again, you know, but, um, but yeah, it it was quite, it was other than that, man, other than that situation, it's been quite a good tournament, you know, up and down with some very good games.
0: You know, every time I hear France and World Cup, um, and I still have this monopoly to this day, it reminds me of the monopoly that I have for um, World Cup 98. And uh, obviously the two teams that were involved in in the championship game was uh, France and Brazil. So yeah. When you said when you mentioned France for whatever, like they just brought me back to that. And I'm like, ah, like, okay. Well, France is still doing pretty good. Then I see.
1: Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're still doing pretty good, man. <laughs> they, 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 um, yeah, they felt um, they won two World Cups um 20 years within between each other, of course. And, but they've always been in and around, you know, the the knockout stages, semifinals, finals. Uh, and yeah, they they have the deepest talent pool in europe today especially with young talent like you know right now you know the u.s they are you know developing they have a developmental project right now with uh, a lot of young guys that are playing in europe and you know and getting better and playing against you know the top teams in the world and right now it's, it's showing positive effects you know with um with how you know the United States team is looking with, you know, Sergino dess uh, playing in Barcelona, Weston McKinney in Juventus and uh, Christian Polistic, who is, um, who's regarded as the um, country's best player. And he also is playing for, um, Chelsea who won the Champions League, which is like, you know, the top trophy in, um, European football. Or, okay. You know, European Soccer's Day. So yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable how, you know, they're now starting to recruit differently as well. Getting um players that are like american born but they will be living in France or living outside in a different country and bringing them in, which will obviously make the team better as well because you know they are having experience elsewhere already across the world so i'm I'm looking forward to see you know what um you know the u s does, but they've really paled to comparison what France has and in England too uh with their youth. And, but France, yeah, they're going to be good for a very long time.
0: <laughs> so let me ask this because we know with the Summer Olympics coming up, so does that mean that? So is is soccer being played in the Olympic Summer Olympics this year? Like, cause, uh, yeah,
1: yes, 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 it is. But um, um, the United States didn't qualify, unfortunately.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, I, that's. I was just wondering about that because I'm like, well, all right, well, you know, they're they're doing the soccer stuff right now, but uh, I'm like, where does that? <laughs> You know, I know the Olympics are, you know, not too far away, you know, like literally around the corner. So I was just wondering, like, how does that work out? Like, you know, as far as the time period in between the World Cup and that. But I guess they already, you know, they they already scheduled and all that stuff. And I'm assuming that's the case.
1: Yeah, the World Cup is going to be in 2022. So that's next year in um, Cater. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I believe it's in Cater. Uh, they, they won the bid for it. And it, normally, they will have the, the World Cup in the summer between June and July. Right. But because that country's summers are so hot, going up to close to like 120 degrees, they're having it in October and, and November, which is going to fuck up the entire you know schedule for most of the top club um, leagues. So with that happening... It, it, you know already because they had a condensed schedule, just like the NBA, and with like with the NBA as well, there's you know there's players that you know suffered a lot of injuries throughout the season, and right. you know a lot of COVID outbreaks as well, and a lot and they're trying to get themselves back on their feet. They've been playing nonstop since July of 2020. Wow! And the the, and, and the schedule is not going to reverse itself. Until maybe in 2023, so it's Jeez. been it's been pretty crazy, man. Man, you know it, oh. it's it's like you know it, you know we're we're seeing you know what's going on with the NBA, you know and, and have it having fans, you know talking about how the schedule looks and how condensed it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, I, I'm seeing this already. Like I've already like soccer's been doing it months ahead, you know months beforehand. It is it's they are already having these issues like. And a part of me feels like with the Erickson, um incident, that probably played a part in just you know these players overexerting themselves, and the mental and physical toll that is taken to play in these conditions, and initially you know not playing without fans as well,
0: right? And right. now
1: and now you know and then you know also having to go through certain um, protocols and certain guidelines and restrictions, and and now they're also getting hurt and injuries are happening. And we're seeing injuries happen during training. They didn't even step onto the pitch or play a game. Like guys are getting hurt just training now. And, you know, it probably won't settle itself again until after the World Cup in 2022. And we may not get really a relative sense of normalcy for them until, you know, midway before the next World Cup, which will be in 2026.
0: Well, we're not going to waste any time. Speaking of injuries, we're not going to waste any time. All right, we're not going to yeah. waste any time jumping into this because there's a lot of stuff that has happened in in, in the NBA with injuries, as, as you very well know. A lot of people know, um, yeah. Like these injuries in these sports, man, it's it's going crazy. And I know the NBA oh. specifically with the playoffs. There is like today with <laughs> today was like a bombshell day. It felt like with that um, when in in addition to all the players that's already been injured before we before today doing this episode um it's and of course unless she was living under a rock uh right now this is the the what is it that the highest amount of all-stars that are injured in a playoffs in NBA history <laughs> so
1: ridiculous what
0: what do you think is the the the, the cause for all this in your, in your honest opinion, like what, do you, what is it that you think that is the determining leading factor that may be causing so many of these injuries happening, especially now, at this time, the playoffs? Lack of rest.
1: It's, pretty, it's literally the lack of rest. Uh, they are playing a condensed schedule and just all these compact games. You know, Yes, it's 10 games less than what they had in the regular season, but they're playing games more frequently than they usually do. You know, you will have four games in five nights from time to time. Uh, uh, Back to back's happening, you know, so it's like you're having four games in six. Um, and it's just, yeah, it, it, called, it puts a toll on the players, you know, also including with COVID and, you know, and players getting that get and being in them protocols and being stuck for 10 days. That also puts a lot of extra stress on the players that are, you know, still left on the team. You know, and, you know, and teams try to combat that. They try, like, especially the playoff teams, you know, with the Lakers, the Nets, uh, the Bucks, they they tried their best throughout the season to conserve their players, to keep them healthy going into, you know, the playoffs and get them prepared for that. Because, you know, the season was going to be grueling because it's been, you know, it was a short rest period for a lot of these teams in particular, you know, with the Lakers and the heat. You know, they only got what maybe what forty, fifty days of rest. You know, after they won the finals, and, you know, the Lakers won the finals, and then they had to prepare for the next season. Right, and we saw what happened with them. Like they got absolutely destroyed with injuries. Yeah, you know, LeBron and AD being out for two months with significant leg injuries, and they never really were fully healthy going into the playoffs. No. And it showed in that first round series against Phoenix.
0: Right, 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 and. And I'm with you with that one as far as um, lack of rest. I remember to go all the way back to before the season began and when they were still debating about how many games it was going to fit into the season. And and I remember when they had determined whatever amount, it was like 70-something games um, that they was going to play. And given how short of a time period between the end of the bubble and and the beginning of the season, and then they said they was not going to do any preseason uh, games. And this, and I predicted it was going to be eerily remind. It was going to remind me of the strike-shortened season in '99. And I don't know how many people really remember it in, in vivid detail um, of of how much of a shit show that season was. Um, it was same thing: condensed schedule, um, so many back-to-backs many players getting injured because they didn't have the adequate amount of time for rest and stuff like that, and a lot of people got injured. However, the injuries did not happen nowhere near as much as has been happening this year, you know, in the playoffs this year. And I know there's a lot of Knicks fans that will always point out if Ewing was healthy, then they would have won the finals against San Antonio. Whether that really is true, We'll never know, but I, I would even say, even with Ewing's injury that that year, that played a significant the, the 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 lack of days and stuff played a big role into that injury, and he you know he was never really able to recover from it. Um, you know, in time for the finals, but that's what it reminded me of, and and I and I kind of had an idea and, and felt like that was going to wind up happening. And I know the NBA isn't the only league that's had to do condensed schedule, back-to-backs. NHL has done the same thing, too. Um, but it's just it's more so the players that got injured more so than the injuries itself. Um, that's, that's the crazy part about it. Because I don't think anybody could have truly anticipated this happening with this uh, frequency. As as it is happening right now, um, like you stated, like we all knew, LeBron and AD had the issues, and there was a lot of, and there was other players too, and it's not coming to the top of my head, um, you know that that's had their issues with injuries. We know Kyrie had whatever thing that he was, you know, dealing with. Yeah, um, Harden, Harden, and
1: Durant, Harden they had right, their hamstring had, problems, right?
0: Um, right, season. right, right, exactly, and. Just want to point out there to everybody again, and, and and Chris will agree with me on this. I told you so weeks ago about the Nets and Harden and the hamstring injury. I told everybody that thing was is tricky enough the hamstring injury alone, but I told also a lot of people like, hey, I wouldn't be so you know confident in in Harden's health coming into the playoffs. And now, as we've seen, look what's happened. I know he came back the last game, and he looked terrible, um, going one for ten and stuff. But, hey, he was man, dog like, shit. yeah, he was. He, he was complete dog shit, he, man. He was. And and we'll in a, in a little while we'll touch on that that game in my in my rant against that. Um, but it, it's it's really a shame. It's really a shame that these players are getting injured because. Everybody knows NBA playoffs are <laughs> it's one of his literally it's like the the best time of the year next to free agency period. Um and and we are accustomed to seeing these stars, these all stars, and like do great stuff in here. And don't get me wrong, there's still great players left, you know, And, and with these four teams. Um but or should I say it wasn't really it's was eight teams. Um but it it's it, you got like part of it you just feel like you're just disappointed because you want these teams to face each other at number 1 day healthiest and with the best players playing at you know the highest level um and the fact that we're robbed of that because of these injuries it's it's very disappointing and it's sad and even with Chris Paul you know now he's on the covid restriction list and and we don't know how long that's going to last and I mean, I know, you know, you still got a couple of series in the West that's still going on, or should I say, just that one series, really, right? It's just the um, yeah, yeah,
1: it's just uh, just what um, is it? Utah, Clip, uh, it's just the Clippers and Jazz, yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, how long that's going to go, and then with Kawhi being out, and then found out also, um, Conley being out, <laughs> like we don't know how that's going to go, like how long if that goes to seven games. I mean, I, I feel like selfishly, the Suns may want that. Series to go seven games, so there is at least it, enough not, extra. Not time. Not only, that,
1: not only that, they'll probably want it to go seven games and for the Clippers to win. Because they will right. still have home court advantage.
0: Right, that's going too. into the
1: West Conference Finals.
0: And I don't believe Kawhi is coming back because I think that ACL thing, that's this is a tear. It's a tear. It's a, yeah, tear. It's it's a tear. tear. So you could just wipe that out. Wipe that possibility out. And if I'm a Clippers fan, I would be cons- I would be very worried that your season lies in the hands of playoff P right now. And Richard Jackson. Yeah. And and Bob Schmurter too. And, um, you know, those two, and that's not going to be, to me, that's not going to be enough. That's not going to get the job done. I kind of jokingly with, (laughs) with with our good friend, Clayos, that told him like, yeah, well, (laughs) Paul George better be wearing a Pacers jersey under that Clippers jersey because, because playoff P ain't been the same since he was, with indiana and indiana was always in the damn conference finals i felt like anyway with them so um so that's (laughs) he better be doing that and and stay away from the gatorade commercials too um (laughs) but especially if it's if it comes down to a buzzer beater but i mean it's it's just sad like it really is sad that it's come to this but um i fully expect utah to come out of there um in, in in six games because since it's tied right now. So yeah, and I expect Utah to win that in six games. Um and you know, Utah, Phoenix um conference finals, like this should be good, it should be great. Um and of course, I want CP3 to be off the COVID list and and, and um be able to play. And I think that that'd be a great that'd be a great series and I I mean overall I'm just happy for Phoenix. Um, we all know with how they, how they were in a bubble last year, like it almost was a travesty that they went undefeated and they still couldn't get into the playing game or get into the playoffs. So, um, and, and even then, like everybody, like unanimously said, they just need a pure point guard. That's all they needed. And then look what happens. Chris Paul, (laughs) (laughs) the point God. So, um, so it, it was, it was a match made in heaven. And shout out to Monty Williams, who like masterful coaching job. Like he shouldn't like he deserves some credit too with how how this team is going. And I think they're going to make it to the finals. I think they could beat Utah. Um, I don't I'm not gonna say in how many games, but I just believe that they could beat Utah in the series. And, you know, it's just a matter to see with uh, whoever's left, you know, standing in the East, literally. Because that's it feels like yeah. everybody's injured in the East.
1: It's a demolition um, derby, man. It, it really been, is. <laughs> it's been it's been something to watch. Yeah, and, and right it, now, and right now, uh, since you know, we're recording, you know, here on a Wednesday night, man. Uh, like Atlanta, man, they're getting thrashed by, by uh, the Sixers right now, and uh, this series. I, I don't understand how this series went as deep as it should. At this point, because Philly's clearly the better team here. Um, I mean, even with Embiid with his um, torn, slightly torn MCL, they they should have like did away with this team in five. Uh, and now there's still the likelihood of Atlanta even getting a game back uh, later on this Friday because you know they they they, they just won't quit. You know, if in Philly they just be hot and cold, man. Like right. of course they're going to be great at home, yep. but you know on the road they're they're shit. Like they are, and it, 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 it might show itself again. You know, going um into um you know the game against Atlanta um in State Farm Arena because you know it's it's do or die. It will be do or die for the Hawks, and I, I know they don't want to leave. You know, in their season. You know, with a loss at home, so uh, I'm looking forward to that game. And and Trey, Trey has been phenomenal still in this series, even through blowouts. He's just been great. And it's all about Embiid. See if he holds up, if his knee can just hold together and not give out on him. Because I I have a feeling that you know I don't know how much he can really go on playing into some in this condition. But you know, I, I see. You know, players say they can play on it. But, right, you know, right. he, he, the difference is, you know, he is seven feet tall, you know, a big man with an injury history. So, you know, and and, and with that happening, you know, whether it be Brooklyn or Milwaukee, you know, they, they have, especially Milwaukee, they have bodies to throw at Embiid that could wear him down. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was able to overpower and demolish Clint Capella throughout this series. But... You know, PJ Tucker and Giannis, Whenever he just does decide to defend the best player on the team. they could probably do some damage soon.
0: Yeah, that's if Milwaukee can get that far. Yeah. <laughs> that's if they could even get there to begin yeah. with. Um
1: you know. Which is a Yeah, that 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 that's a big if at this point.
0: A really big if because when you mix in with the the I don't know what to even say about their coaching, but um yeah, that they, he's a doofus. I'm sorry, um, especially last night's game. Uh, that that was just unacceptable. Um, that was so don't, unacceptable. I don't know
1: how you don't double KD when he's getting hot.
0: I, I, like, I especially
1: I, at the half court. Why are you not pressing him?
0: Right, right. There was just so many mistakes in that game from Milwaukee. That like, it, it, it's a head. It really is a head scratcher. But it's just like. And I think Charles Barkley said it best. Like, you know, Milwaukee is a great team. Like, they could, they could win it all, but they just, they just dumb. (laughs) There's no other way to put it. Like, they just play, they just dumb. And, And it's remarkable. It's like 17 point lead. Why are you trying to shoot threes? Why are you like, dude, Giannis, drive to the fucking hole, drive. Drive, try to get some fouls, like something. Like he, there was just no reason for him to shoot, shoot as much as he did with a seventeen point lead. There was no, there was no reason. And yeah, man, we like there we. And, and, and shout out the the real MVP of the game, and I know everybody's looking at Durant and with his gaudy stats, and, and believe me, like I, you won't hear any debate from me as far as his impact on the game. But the MVP goes to Jeff Green. The MVP yeah. goes to him. Because that dude but if he wasn't if he wasn't shooting lights out like he was, Milwaukee wins that game. Even after the even after doing dumbass things, they they would have still won the game. And I mean seven for seven beyond the arc. I it's I mean, what what else can you say? It's it's one of the, it's just one of those nights and and I think you had pointed out um you know before we started talking here. He kind of shed a little bit of light on it, you know, with Joe Harris. Like, like, what, how, like, because I really haven't watched all the games this series, to be honest with you. So explain, like, what's going on with Joe Harris? Like, what, what's going on with him? Like, is he not making, he's not making the shots and stuff like that? He, he
1: He's not making most of his shots at all at this time. It's, it's very strange watching him play at this moment. Uh, because, you know, he was, essentially kept on to this net score to be like their spot-up marksman and, you know, get them out of a jam with, you know, at any turn. And right now he has just not been good whatsoever during this series. Like he is only shooting 33% from the field, from three. Yeah, 33% from the field. That that, that makes no sense because he was shooting 80% or close to it well, he was shooting roughly 50% from three um, throughout the se- throughout the season, you know, and he's shooting well below that. Like, he was one for seven in game three, one for seven um, in game five, and roughly, like, his best shooting performance was in the first game of the series, but he hasn't really been performing all that well throughout the playoffs, actually, and, you know, it's it's much of a disappointment to see that because especially now with, you know, Harden being limping, <laughs> limping his way through this round, Kyrie mm-hmm. being hurt. You know, you got your two of your top three stars out. You were expected to be, you know, this guy to be a safety foul, you know, the the emergency scorer that can come in and get hot when he's wide open. And he's not that. He's practically, you know, f- crawling and fumbling under the pressure, he's cracking, man. And yet, you know, you got role players, though, like efficient role players like Jeff Green and Blake Griffin, for the matter. He has 17 points in that game, you know, stepping up in, you know, a big time situation like this. And, you know, without those two, I want to know if the Nets would have really made it. But, man, Durant was phenomenal in that game. He put on a master class and he literally carried that team on his back. Uh, even at the
0: expense of James Harden being a complete ass for 46 (laughs) minutes, (laughs) right? Right. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the next game is going to be the Joe Harris game.
1: Like, Uh, if not, it could probably be a good Harding game.
0: It could be, but I don't know. Like, I just seen this. I've seen this script too many times. Guy that's you know typically you know good percentage three pointer (laughs) goes on a little slump. And then, that one game, he just he just lights out, and I can like with Joe Harris, I I can see that happen in the next game. I can just see that happen next game. I I can like visualize it in my mind, and I've been pretty good with my predictions with a lot of stuff lately. So I'm if gonna go out could, if he could, and if you could go that.
1: four for five from three, if you could go four for five or like like six or eight from three, like they have a strong chance of winning that game.
0: He is gonna go. He'll be 55%. able to open
1: the floor and, and do so much else for all the other guys to get their school pockets. Cause he's Watch. making all those threes. And Watch.
0: KD, it gives him enough time to just keep on cooking. Watch Joe Harris come halftime next game. Joe Harris is gonna have like about fifteen points. I can see he's gonna have fifteen points. He's gonna be like three from three. He's gonna be like three three for three from, from behind the arc. And, you know, like, you know, make whatever the rest of his shots. He's going to be he's gonna be very efficient from the field mm-hmm. overall next game. But at the end, like, come halftime, the next game, I'm calling it right now, everybody, Joe Harris is going to have 15 points. At least 15 okay. points. At least. I just got that feeling. It's going to be that type of game. It's going to be a close game. Like, I think the next game is going to be a close game. But... I feel as if the Nets. I feel the Nets going to close it out. As much as I would like for that series to go seven, yeah. I, I just, I just feel the game last night. That was that was the game that Milwaukee had to win because everything was working in their favor until they just went in straight dodo mode and, and like <laughs> towards the end of the game. And mm-hmm. it reminds me also um, of how Philadelphia blew it the other night against Atlanta. You know that they they Philadelphia should have won that previous game, um, yeah. But Atlanta did what they had to do, and you know they they came out on top. And even Doc Rivers even stated it too. You know, it's just like it, 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 there's no reason why Philadelphia should have lost that game. Um, do I feel Philadelphia is going to wind up winning the series? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna. I'm sorry, you're going to see you're going to see Atlanta lose in Game Six. I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to break your heart, bro, but. I'm just saying, like they, that's what's going to wind up happening. I feel like. I mean, I, I wouldn't
1: be surprised, but you ne- you never know, man. Like it will uh, really break my heart. It will break my dad's heart,
0: sure. I mean, I'm only saying it's going to break your heart since you're going to be at the game. Yeah, you know that's that's the only reason why. I mean, who 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 really going to go home, who who is really going to go to a game, a home game in the home city, and you're living in the home city, and you kind of like you know you you want that team to do well, you cheer for them, and you know expecting them to lose like no hell no (laughs) no you know like who does that (laughs) now unless you're really you're you're really that terrible of a sports fan that you're going into a game the home team and you live in a home city and you normally cheer for that team and you're expecting to lose like who the hell does that (laughs) like that's the weirdest shit ever whoever it is that does that shame on you and stop going to games damn it all right (laughs) enough of that mess Reminds me of the one time, and not not to get off track. Um, back in two thousand and I want to say four, my Islanders had faced ironically faced Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. and it was I think it was like game three. It was like game three. We was coming back. We split the first two in Tampa Bay. This seems, this sounds all too familiar. Um, and came back to Long Island. And we just – just it was it was a dud for us. I can't remember if we got shut out or whatever, but it was just – we lost. And then we wound up losing a series, and then Tampa goes on and wins the Stanley Cup. So, like, even though I know in my mind that year, like, the Islanders wasn't really that much of a good team. Tampa, they really was. And what was even crazier was that in a regular season, we swept them. Like, we played them four times, and we swept them every time. We played – we just won. And it wasn't like, wow. like and I think it was and I think a couple of games were like blowouts too. So like we came into there confident and said like, "Oh yeah, we we beat them four times in the regular season. Shouldn't be shouldn't be that much of a problem. We could compete with them." Nah. Like we won the first game, I think, but the second game, nah. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it and we didn't win We lost it in I think we lost it in 5. Yeah. We lost it in overtime that fifth that that fifth game. It was even worse. But um, I'm sorry. I, I I had like a moment for a second. It just triggers. Um, but but now nah, it, it's I'm and I know I know in the beginning I had said it was going to be like a Lakers and, and Nets final, and at the time I, I mean realistically I thought that it was very feasible for that to happen. Um, but as far as like how the landscape of everything is now, I feel like it's going to be Phoenix and the Nets, man. Phoenix and the Nets, uh, I can see that happening. And yeah,
1: I, I, I still have Phoenix uh, getting to the final, even at the expense of um, Chris Paul having to go through uh, the health and safety protocols, right? Because uh, of what looks like it's a positive COVID test.
0: So yeah, he's going to be it's not out. Positive.
1: Uh, it, it's been confirmed that it was positive. Um, oh okay. I haven't video. really
0: checked it I haven't really yeah. checked the update on that alright.
1: Yeah, and, and oh. there was uh, testing that happened of all one hundred and sixty four players that are still playing in the playoffs, uh there was one positive test, and there's only one player that's currently in the health and safety protocols that we know of. So
0: So how did he how would he possibly well I mean there's many re- ways he could possibly got it, but it's just at this time of the year, man, like it's just you know, it's just a head I, I scratcher know, right? Yeah. It's just a head scratcher. You know, like shit. LeBron has a party, those a damn event, or goes to an event, and nobody's wearing a mask, all this other stuff. Don't catch COVID. Oh no, actually. No. Well, 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 we don't I don't think there was a, a, a really a, a conclusive like finale to that because I know the NBA didn't find him and they'd say like, well, he, he
1: did, they didn't find him. They didn't suspend right. him. Nothing him that like
0: that, even though they know that they said that he went against the COVID rules league, <laughs> but, and then, you know, I, it, that, that whole fiasco, but uh, it, it, it's, it's just unfortunate, man. And like CP three is one of the players. And I've said it like, it was either, it was either him or mellow that are still in the league that I, that I want. Um, I want to get I want them to get a ring. I, I really do. Um, Mellow. We don't know. It may not ever happen because I don't know how many more seasons, how many years Mellow wants to play. Um, yeah. Especially. Yeah. After I, I, don't, this
1: I don't think he, I don't think he's going to, uh, yeah, I don't think he's staying in Portland either. Especially ah, yeah, yeah. after this season as well. Um,
0: what do you think? He goes to LA to, with his banana boat brother. You think so?
1: I mean, that, that could happen. Or he could return to New York, you know, like those are really those are two options
0: you know <laughs> I'm uh, listen if Carmelo goes back to New York, <laughs> oh my gosh the the knicks fans will lose their crazy they'll lose their minds. the media in New York will lose their damn minds, and he kind of would be going like but would that necessarily for him to go into a better situation though like would that make him closer to getting into? To the finals by if he went back to the Knicks? I, I'm just I'm just trying to think of what Who who what's says who also he... be
1: with who also said he was going to be playing with the Knicks though? I say he was going back to New York.
0: Oh yeah, okay. All right. You know, <laughs> well I well personally, well, you know what? <laughs> it would be funny if he goes to the Nets, but I just don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, me me either. You know, you know he looked good in that jersey, but I, I definitely don't see this well.
0: I just wouldn't. I I don't see Mello doing that. I think Mello he's going to he probably is just going to wait it out as long as he can just to try to get a feel of everything and then and then make his decision. I mean, there really isn't no rush on his end, honestly. Like you know what you're getting from Mello. We know he could still produce at at his age and all these years. Like it's is no secret to that. So, it's going to be intriguing to see where he lands. And I I think it's even more intriguing to see what happened with Dame. Um, I I feel like either, I feel like CJ is going to get traded or something like, I I don't see him being on, on the trailblazers next year, CJ. Um, after all these years and and, they they have to split that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just Hey, it is what it is, man. They haven't been able to do anything, um, with those two in the back court. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Portland could get something pretty good in return from CJ. It's just, um, it's just a matter of what and, and see what happens. Like it's this off season. It's and that's why I said, man, like free agent signing or just just the off season in general. Like it's, is it me or does it feel like that seems to as far as to be the most exciting part of the NBA quote unquote season, even though it's the off season you know, even more so than the playoffs, I feel like. And and I know that people may think like, well, he's crazy for saying that, but it's just like, yo, like it is like, it's a big, it's like a a big event now, how it's transformed into, you know, especially
1: especially with coaching changes, man, that that, that becomes huge.
0: Yeah. 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 I know. I know you're, you're, you're aware of a certain coaching change yourself, man. Do you want to, like, you know what, I I want to give the floor to you, man. Go ahead and just say whatever you need to say. Get whatever it is off your chest. If you need to say a eulogy for for you know who's uh coaching uh time with the Wizards. But uh yeah, go ahead and say what you need to say, man. <laughs> Scott
1: Year's tenure, his five year tenure as Washington Wizards head coach lasted three years too long. Um uh, it was I, I'm I'm just happy that it's over. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I don't know who I should be more proud of: uh, Scott Brooks for not taking the deal when it was handed to him, or Ted Leonsis for not paying him any more than what he was worth at the time as a coach. There, uh, I, I, I'm. I, I was really concerned, man. Like I was definitely concerned um, that he was going to be stick, stick sticking around, especially after the late season run that the Wizards had. Uh, his relationship with Russell Westbrook, and you know, and the fact that you know Ted Leonsis, uh, the dude is so timid when it comes to making big changes.
0: Oh, I know. And
1: he's very cheap too. At the same time. Oh, I know. So, so now at this point, you know, we 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 finally you know found a a a microcosm, a, a mitocon, of success. Yeah, I believe I said that correctly. Uh, and we got into the playoffs. We didn't get swept. Bradley Bill makes all NBA. You know, it, it was a really good, it was a really good season. Um late. You know, it be our expectations uh were pretty much met. But it could have been better, and I believe it can be get better um going into next season. And now hopefully with a um a serious uh uh playoff experience head coach. That, you know, that can really, you know, help this team, you know, win and try to help reshape the culture that um that Russ has, you know, set upon them, this organization.
0: Well, I'm going to go out and say this right now with, with Mr. With, with Ted over in D.C. And it's funny you mentioned that, you know, he's he's relatively he's known to be cheap. Um, <laughs> And the reason why I, I said, like, oh, I know. It's because of his grave mistake of letting the Washington Capitals Stanley Cup winning coach Barry Trotz uh, for for not paying him his money to stay there. And because of Ted's dumb self, Trotz so happened to land in the laps of my Islanders team. And, hey, we've been rolling ever since then. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that because we had no problem giving him the necessary money that he deserved. So, yeah, yes. You,
1: yeah, you guys are now consistently in the semifinals or conference finals, whatever y'all will call it um, these days.
0: Yeah. Now um, and
1: replacing the Capitals.
0: Yes. Now, allow me to, to inform people on what's going because I know there is probably a good sizable amount of listeners who don't watch hockey and maybe it's not an interesting sport to them, and, and that's, that's fine. I, I urge people to give it a try. Watch it, you know, like especially now, final four teams. Um, And of course, I'm going to be biased and say, hey, watch the next time you see the Islanders on TV, especially when they're playing at home. Watch the game. It's an event. I'm telling you, like we've had Jets players show up there and smash beer cans in their heads. Like it's it's wild. It's great. The arena only fits like 13,000 people in there. But you (laughs) it sounds like damn 18,000. But. Um to go back to the yes, like you know, and and also to kind of re- connect to the story that I had said before. Um we are my Islanders team, we're facing Tampa Bay um in what was what would normally be considered an Eastern Conference Finals because we're both Eastern Conference teams, but since they did away with divisions, I mean conferences this year and they did divisions, so it was like one the final four teams is one team from that, that's came out from each division. But um we faced Tampa Bay last year. We lost in six games. We um, that first game was we got killed, um, mainly because of the fact that the way the schedule was set up was that we, the previous round we had went to seven games against Philadelphia, and we was playing in the bubble in Toronto. Everything as far as the the conference finals and the Stanley Cup Finals was playing in Edmonton. So right after that game seven, and we only had. I think maybe two days. We only had two days in between. So they had to use one day for a travel day to go from Toronto to Edmonton. Oh, and oh wow. Yeah, yeah. And literally, and, 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 the, and I think that game one was like, it wasn't a late game. It was like pretty early too. So it, the odds was against our favor. Like we had no chance to prepare and, and we got killed. But the rest of the series, it was a close series. Like I said, went to six games if one of our guys would have scored in overtime it would have went to 7 but um regardless i like that that was a big difference because of everything being so condensed this year however we're in there and not necessarily you know people predicted us to be there but we collectively as the fans like we expected to be there even the players said to themselves and we wanted our revenge we want another shot cuz we really feel like we got a better team this year to do it even though our captain is out for the rest of the season with an ACL injury. Those ACL injuries, like it's ridiculous. But, um, and so far the series is tied one, one, we got the split, um, home ice advantages in our, is in our hands. We got game three tomorrow, but it, it's like they, Tampa Bay's just always been a thorn. Like we face, this like the fourth, fourth time facing them. And they, they beaten us every single time. It's like they're the, and but they're the defending Stanley cup champions. So it's like, we, we want to beat them. We want to beat them bad. And, uh, I remain confident that we'll be able to do that. But um but the one thing man like in as far as like like that just NHL playoffs just gives me a lot of anxiety and stress because um it, it's it's really heart pounding especially when it's your team in yeah. there and it's just so mm-hmm. suspenseful because you know it it could it could this the momentum could change at any moment. You could have, you know, you could have a 2 go lead and they could disappear like it's it's just the, the the possibilities there's a lot of stuff that could happen and with, with my team like we just it's just always on pins and needles because got to also understand for me like out of all the sports teams that i'm a fan of the islanders is the one team that i am like real like i'm a diehard bulls fan and yankees fan and giants fan but nothing as far as the level of of Fandemonium, if I can make up a word, um, <laughs> nothing compares to being an Islanders fan, and, and and there's and there's reasons why, and and I, I to, to give a long story short, we've been mirrored in so much craziness, and we've been the laughing stock of the years of league for so many years. We've had multiple ownership issues. We've been clamoring for a new arena for the past thirty plus years. We're finally getting that and we're opening it. In, in um during the fall during the beginning of the, the NHL season for next season which will also be our 50th season in the NHL um but like we we've we've gone through so much downtimes between um the lat the end of our dynasty in the early 80s um and then it's just it's just a lot of stuff that's went on it's just like i said jersey changes and the fans hated it and then we became a joke um it, it, yeah we had like these jerseys that was like <laughs> you know that look, like resembles the Gordon Fisherman um <laughs> to, to say
1: I, I, I can I, I don't remember if I've saw that before but yeah I, I, if I, if I believe those are jerseys that you're talking about I remember seeing them and I was like good guy
0: Now personally I felt like if we were winning in those jerseys nobody would have had an issue but there is like always a divide big divide within the fan base of how we feel about the jerseys me i I, you know they they kind of hold a close place to my heart because i remember going to a few games when like they they when they were just they just sucked you know they finished the bottom of the league constantly and we Mm -hmm. like we had like we had a couple of great players that shined a lot but they just we could never reward them with the playoffs because it was just we was just so bad management was so bad it's just oh terrible and then you know fast forward to um you know our, our you know before this little renaissance we having right now 2009 we had drafted you know uh, we had number 1 pick um and we've had many before um but they just never really panned out or worked out um, but this one like was a, was a surefire, like franchise changing player. Um, uh, the by the name of John Tavares, we don't normally say his name like that a lot these days because of, um, a certain date. Um, but he was like, we, we just, we just felt like we, the tide was turning, you know, everything was going to, you know, kind of get back to how things were, you know, a lot of pride and, 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 and you know, and representing the team and being fans of the team and something to actually cheer for. And for years, we, we just we, – we really wasn't – there was just a lot of young guys on the team because we always drafted so early anyway. Um, and we had gotten to the playoffs one time in the strike-shortened season. Uh, and, and, and then we got – a couple of years, then we got better. Um, we faced the Capitals. I remember it was like 2015. Um, we had uh, faced the Capitals, and we lost in seven games, and that was supposedly been our last season at our arena that we always played in. Um, but we then we never we was the lease ran out, and then at that time, it was agreed that our team was going to move to the Barclays Center, which obviously the Nets playing, and that that was a shit show in itself. Um, the owner, I forgot his name. Um, but he was just he was just so out of touch with the, the the fan base and the franchise and all this other stuff. He wanted us to he wanted us to look exactly like the Nets. Um, which I cannot fault him for because from a and you could relate to this even with you know in DC with the Wizards and, and the Capitals, you know. Yeah. You want to keep that synergy there with the same colors and the same theme and all that stuff, but it just it just wasn't working. Like hockey's just different like that. And we wait, we're just wait, very. Wait. Are,
1: are you are you saying Joseph Sai He he owns the next. Um, no, no, the no, or
0: no 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 the, the the previous owner before him, it was a, oh, Russian, okay. guy. It uh, was a Russian guy. Oh, the Russian dude!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that, that well, dude that that gave JC. the, Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it was
0: dude. it was a. It, ironically, it was no, it wasn't Russian. What the Russian dude? Yeah, so yeah, he he had owned it, and it was another guy. I forgot his name, but <laughs> fuck him anyway. He he never understood the whole hockey stuff but um but it's just the arena barclays center wasn't made to be a hockey arena um i remember when it was first decided that they was going to build a new arena over in brooklyn um that was one of the things that they were deciding on as far as the design of it you know should it be in like in a stadium arena that that also you could you know do hockey in? and originally it was but then there was a lot of lawsuits a lot of stuff going on as far as like the size and the cost of doing it and they decide like no we're gonna make this strictly a um a basketball and concert arena. So you can imagine how that felt trying to fit hockey in there. And it, it just it was just it was just an ill fated thing. But it was out of necessity though, because it was either we go to Brooklyn or we move to somewhere else. Like there was always the rumors of us moving like Kansas City or Quebec or oh, wow. all these other places. Yeah. Mo. Yeah. Mo. Mo. So it was just overall just a, a, a mess and um we were just it, it, we were just always nervous cuz it almost felt like if we didn't if we didn't stay we would have been the equivalent of like the Seattle SuperSonics in the NBA. You know, it was like wow, team won all this stuff for the Houston Comets of the WNBA. Um you know, like wow, they won all the championships but they're no, no longer a team anymore. So for us, like that was just a – that was just always a legit fear. But eventually, you know, we did it, and it was like an off – the scoreboard was, was not centered. Like it was we was a joke. We had a car in the corner of the arena, a, a complete joke. And um, we made the playoffs, ironically, one year, and we won our first series in 23 seasons. But anyway, we wound up – 2018, that Tavares guy KD'd us, he told us all season we was going to stay, and then he didn't stay. He left. Um, we wanted to trade him, but he told us, pled, pled, pled to us, pleaded to us not, not to trade him, and we didn't do that. So he left us with nothing. Then came Barry Trostum and Capitals, and then everything's been cool and composetic then. But it's been a long history um, of, of how we got into this place. But as a fan now these days, I cannot I, – the, the amount of happiness and pride that comes with this – um, I, I, I'm ecstatic for it. I really am ecstatic for it. And we never in my lifetime have we made it to the quote unquote conference finals two years in a row. Is my lifetime has never happened. And for the possibility of us making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, I I can't even fathom that that thought. I uh, it probably won't hit it would have to ha- like if it happens it happens but um that that's 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 going to be an emotional reaction for me i i have no problem admitting to that cuz that's how deep and strong my fandom is into this and how much invested i'm in, in into this team um i'm i'm pretty sure if the wizards if they ever decide to get their stuff acted up straightened up um if they get in there, I'm pretty sure you would be ecstatic about it, also, Chris. Oh, no so. doubt,
1: man, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it already felt good just beating the Sixers
0: <laughs>
1: in uh, Game Four. You know that that was already start of it. I mean, I, we came close to that. You know, a couple of years prior when we went up against Boston in uh in that uh, six game series where we we well we actually went seven games, but we end up you know. You know, you know, screwing or screwing ourselves over with Brooks bitching Kelly Oubre, who was great throughout the series, and then Kelly O'Neck went off, and there was no one to stop him because the one person that could wasn't playing in that game, and that was the right. first domino that dropped for us to just wanting Scott Brooks out of there. So yeah. now, you know, now that that's out, you know, um, we're, we're hoping that you know. There could be some change going on, and we could see, you know, whoever the new coach that they do bring in, you know, be able to, you know, develop this team and coach this team to become, you know, a better team defensively. To mm-hmm. also be able to run plays and uh, bring it, bring in the potential of some of these guys that we already have, like in Rui Hachimura, Daniel Gafford. Uh, and Thomas Bryan, who should be coming back from an ACL injury. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who they go in higher. Um, but, you know, I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much, but it's definitely going to be an upgrade.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think one of the things you've been a big advocate about is um, hiring uh, Don Staley, right? Yes. Yes,
1: actually, yes. I, I am um, a, a huge advocate of uh, not only just hiring Don Staley and and wicker association, but just having, you know, some – female NBA coaches period. You know, right. now at this time. Because it's right. about time to happen. And you know, I am
0: um, Right. Go ahead, continue.
1: And I know that um uh up until recently, like the New Orleans Pelicans were looking to um interviewing Teresa Witherspoon for mm-hmm. uh a opportunity and the Boston Celtics as well right. are looking to high um looking to interview um Becky Hammond and and Kara Lawson who just recently
0: yeah took yeah. the women's
1: duke job
0: right but she right. was also
1: an assistant coach for the Celtics you know in uh the seasons prior you know so i'm like i'm i'm hoping that you know something good can come out of this but uh is i don't I, I don't know um you know if there's this is looking to be more of like a a PR stunt from the NBA to make themselves look good or is it uh something different or this is really is supposed to be some actual change happening within the league.
0: Here's how I feel about it. No matter what anything a woman does in the NBA from a coach's standpoint, people are going to look mm-hmm. at it from a PR standpoint, like, a, like it's just strictly PR. And me personally, I feel like that's a big disservice and is a disrespect to, to, to these women that, that have done great things within the, the game of basketball on and off the court. And it's almost like, it's almost kind of like a, it's a shade on, on their coaching ability. Now, personally, I think something I, – I really feel like this offseason is going to be a historical one in the sense that it's going to be two female coaches in the NBA that's going to get hired. You think so? I think so. Um, Becky Hammond is going to be one of them. And I don't know where she's going to be coaching at. but. If I was a betting person, I could see Indiana being a place for her to do that. Um. So, or do we know? First of all, do we know? Is Popovich coaching next year? Do do we know if he's retiring after the season? No one knows
1: really because he he hasn't hasn't even decided that he should be uh, going to retire because he should actually. But
0: I'm about to say honestly, if if Popovich decides to retire. Then San Antonio. Then I mean, I mean, I think San Antonio. she be with San Antonio, because um, it just it just makes sense because she's been with them for for a while, for a good you know, couple or so seasons, and even remember didn't she even coach a couple of um, preseason games or something like that, like last uh, she, year she, or something she, like that. She
1: she not only coached it wasn't even preseason game. She coached uh, she stood in the place of Popovich uh, for a couple of regular season games. Right, uh, you so, know, uh, when well, he got ejected, you know, and she was like the one that ended up being in charge. So she technically, was still a game under his belt, but yeah, she was there, you know, also
0: running the exits and o's. And I could also see, like, like I said, Becky Ham is going to be one of them, and it's going to be either Dawn or or, um, or Carol Lawson. I think it's going to be one of those two. I one of those two are gonna wind up getting a coaching job also. I don't know where. Um, but I just I just have a feeling just the way how the world is and how everything is going now, man, I can see the NBA deciding or these owners, whatever, it is, deciding like, all right, we're gonna go, we're gonna go with two female head coaches in the NBA. And whether you decide whether you think it's it's a PR stunt or not, that's up to you to debate but i just feel is that if you're going to go with that angle that is a pr stunt i just feel like that's a slap in the face and and be, that's disrespectful to to these women that they 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 know the game just as much as men do and all the all these coaches that's fair they the game they they've played internationally they many years they've played in WNBA. I mean, like dog i mean there's just there's just no way around it those women deserve a shot they deserve a chance.
1: In, 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 in the Dawn Stick case, um, sorry to interrupt, man, but she's highly decorated too,
0: right? As right. a coach, right. So I mean, if if you're going to like the credentials are there, the credentials are there, and if and if you're going to go, and if some, and if it's a man that has those same credentials and that gets him the job automatically, and you ain't you don't want to give that to women, like nah, 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 nah. 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 It, it's like I said, those women deserve. Uh, and like I said, I just feel like there's gonna be two. Now, if there's only one that happens, I still say Becky Hammond is still the the leading choice of out of all the women. Like she would get the first shot at it as a, a full like time head coach of an NBA team. Um I, I didn't do, do I will say though, I was kind of like surprised with Teresa Weatherspoon because I didn't like I really haven't followed her much after she, you know, was finished with the WNBA. So I haven't really known what her whereabouts has been, like what she's been doing or anything like that. Um, but I'm sure there is a legit reason and and somebody probably could, could tell me exactly what it is that she's been doing or where she's coached recently. I, I just haven't I just haven't followed it, followed her like that. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if she's even being considered for a coaching position over in um New Orleans, then the 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 credentials is there. Like, the credentials is there. Um, you know, it, it's – and I think – didn't that one shot – didn't one time – Um, what's her face? Cheryl Miller, didn't she try to – didn't she coach one time herself?
1: Uh, I, I believe she did. Um, I'm not too sure if she was coaching, like, you know, prof- the professional men's game, but like, she, was she was. I think in college she was coaching. In college, yeah. But I'll say this: um, Teresa, she's a assistant head coach, um, assistant coach um, in New Orleans right now, so she was awesome. Oh with that well, job, then she, but,
0: oh then she. But, uh,
1: um, I think the Pelicans are looking to um, promote another assistant
0: for the job right
1: now, so mm. uh, I'm not mm. too sure, man.
0: That's well. It could always be worse. You could always do what Boston did and just inexplicably yeah. like. Brad Stevens just. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt as well. You
1: uh, know, the further to deviate from the subject, but the Atlanta Hawks are down two with what? 90 seconds to go against Philadelphia. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, man. So they're about to be up one. Trey Young just got a foul call for a three.
0: <laughs> wow! What in the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Philadelphia just happened? is going full <laughs> bozo. Full bozo mode, my gosh, man! What is what's going on, man? <laughs> oh man, if 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 the Hawks eke out this win, bruh, bruh, you you dog! If,
1: if they do this, if they end up winning this game, the Sixers are toast. They will they will be mentally broken by this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Nah. Like <laughs> if y'all. If, this is if, insane. <laughs> if, y'all, if, if the Hawks go back home with a 3-2, no, nah, they're closing it. They're closing it. They're closing it. I, wow. I really thought Philadelphia. I mean, there's still time left in the game,
1: but there there, there is. But they you can already tell they're bitterly dejected because they came back down 25 points.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and now oh. and now the Hawks are up one with
0: 90 seconds to go.
1: They are looking for the kill, my man. They are they are looking to end this game. And, you know, game six is about to be something magical if they are able to get this going.
0: Man, you're yeah, the underdogs, man. I'm going for underdogs, man. I would, as much as I would love the favorites to win, I always love the underdogs, too, man, to do what they got to do. So, I listen, man, I personally I, I mean i i would like i would like for you to to bask in the joy and glory of going to a series clinching game um uh, for game 6 uh i i i would be jealous cuz i i i would love to go to a series clinching game for any any of the teams that i cheer for um it obviously won't happen this year but uh it, it's I, it's it's great it's great i I tell you, man, it's it's great. It's one of those feelings. See, this is why, this is even more so the reason why sports, man, sports, sports is fucking amazing, man. Sports is amazing. It, it no, really is, no, man. It's the great. It it's, is the It's, greatest, it's the world. greatest show on earth. I'm sorry. It's the greatest show on earth. Re- sorry, sorry, <laughs> Ringling Brothers, like y'all are not the greatest show on earth. Sports <laughs> is the greatest show on earth. It's the great. It's the best reality TV series. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. I don't care. There is no like music and sports are are the two languages that unify. It it is it could also like separate too, but unify more yeah, so than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you can unify and hate for another team. So <laughs> there there is some unity there. But man, this is that's, that's this is why it's great, man. That's why I can never really get, like, I get people when they tell <sighs> oh, me I'm not in sports.
1: yeah, Yeah, Atlanta got the ball back with uh, 73 seconds to go, and I think they might be in the bonus now.
0: Yes, they are. Yes, both teams are in the bonus. Both teams in the bonus right now. Well, you know, people listen to the podcast. You're getting like what a play-by-play uh, <laughs> analysis of the of the Hawks and 76's game <laughs> right now. Uh, didn't expect that to happen, but uh, but yeah, you know, that's hey, that's the great part of the show. <laughs> you know, oh, man, this this is great, man. This is this is great. It, it's and of course, you know, stuff like this. Time just goes so slow. It's just going slow as hell right now, because like, yeah, it's only seventy something seconds left, but that seventy seconds we all know that's going to turn into like twenty minutes. So, (laughs) so you're you're going to be suspenseful for for a a few minutes, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, yes for sure, bro.
1: Like this is this is something else. Like I'm, yo, Nate McMillan, he is fucking incredible as a head coach. Like, Deeper. I can't believe the heart that this team has shown over the, um, the last the last few months as he's been you know brought in as the head coach and replaced Lloyd Pierce. Like the the, the Hawks team, oh, would they would have gave up after a twenty point um, deficit? And I believe um, well, I don't know was it was a foul call or out of bounds call, but I think it might be going back to Philly. I'm not too sure. But for real that the, the heart that they have shown coming back down. This is not the first time they came back down big against teams and end up going coming back and winning it. And it, it's, it's it's just the personnel that they have. Oh 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 oh. That that's that's off. That has to be off of Tobias. Even if like John got got his hand on it, that should be off of him. Um, but yeah, man, it's. Yeah, it's, it's just great to see, man. And the way that he unlocked Trey Young, the way that he unlocked Trey Young, uh, is just, just nothing short of phenomenal. And, um, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's been awesome. Like, incredible. Kevin Herter's improved. You know, it, it, and they lost their two best young defenders in Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter for a majority of the season, and they're still winning games. And they were a top 10 defense in the league. Clint Capella has been tremendous. However, he's been devoured by Joel Embiid throughout the series, but that's Joel Embiid. You know, he's going to do that to anybody. Right. But th- this team has so much fight in them that you can't, you can't help but to, you know, respect this season and how much, you know, they've done so far. And Trey Young, man, like, people need to put respect on his name, bro. Like You know, he's been ridiculed way too much. And he's been just putting this team together. Lou Williams is coming on strong. This is this has been a real good season, man. You know, win or lose for them, can't be can't help but be proud of them right now.
0: Hey, man, I listen. Preaching to the choir, man. That's how I feel about my hockey team, man. It's like it's uh, we. It's been it's been a glorious journey, man. And like it's one of those things where. It, it you personally you always feel like your team always like oh we should you know should always be there we should get we we know we're very good and we know where our our potential is and stuff like that and 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 the possibilities of what we can do and to see these possibilities um happen in real time and, and it's like right in front of your face and it it's um it's an indescribable feeling it it really is man and it, it's it's exciting. It's scary, but it's exciting too. And you don't want the you don't want the ride to end. You don't want the journey to end. And we all know journeys always come to an end one way or another. But, um, but it's like like how you're describing like with 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 the uh, Hawks, man. It's like it's there's nothing you can do but just enjoy every moment of it. Even even at the times where it just looks bleak or whatever, or like how it was early in the game when they were down by twenty five. You know, like. You know, it's like, you, like, even if they never, you know, recovered from that and they were going to lose this game and then lose next game, like, you had that sense of like, all right, you know, like, cool. Like, it's been, like, the turnaround, like, for, for Atlanta, for example, like, the turnaround has been awesome since Nate became the coach. So, <laughs> you know, so it's a wild ride, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and the, the, the craziness of, and then you just go, Fast forward into playoffs and the craziness with the Knicks series and and, and Trey going off. Um and, and and even with this series, like this has just been it's it's crazy. It's wild because it's just, it just never was expected. It just was unexpected. Like it's always one of those things like in the back of your mind, like you have this little thing like, ah, oh, you know, it be nice if 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 it happens, but then you always have that kind of like the cynic type of mentality, like, ah, oh, what are the chances and then boom, it happens. And you're like, oh shit, <laughs> it's happening.
1: Yeah, well, I'm watching what could be the last play of the game right here. Um, and Philly has the ball, so it's 21 seconds to go. And you know, what you got? They got to defend the three-point line. If anything, you got to defend the three-point line. Like, you can't let them get a shot off. Uh, let's see. And B's going to go for it. They fouled him. Hey, hey, that was the. They, they fouled him. He wasn't able to get a shot off, but he's going to have to go to the line. I mean Oh, oh. Shit. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: y'all. yeah, cuz they're up three, they're up three, but you know, uh yeah, they they had to foul. They had to foul someone away from the three-point line. So, they got that done. So, that they had that done. They just need to make sure, you know, they're able to maintain possession of the ball and make their free throws. And Joel B missed one. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know if you're behind. I mean, I, for whatever reason, I'm like ahead of you, so I'm seeing what's I, happening. Yeah, I'm
1: watching. I, I'm, I'm watching during the stream. You know, I don't. I, 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 you know, I do have oh, people okay, in my okay, like that. okay. So okay. okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: see, I'm, I'm,
1: but yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. It, it just is is this is wow what a collapse. This this is a this is an ultra collapse from the from the Sixers man. This get wow, wow man like. Wow. I'm going to go to game six to watch the Atlanta Hawks beat the Philadelphia Sixers and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You hear it here first. Book that (laughs) shit. This is about to happen.
0: (laughs) My man said he's hey man, that's what's gonna happen. So I guess it's gonna have to happen now, man. (laughs) Hey, listen, no words about our podcast. Don't get me wrong. Like we 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 joke and we have fun and all, but listen. We make some accurate predictions, all right? So we're not going to tell you what to do with your money. But but if you want to listen to our advice with stuff, we wouldn't fault you for that. Now, if you lose money, don't come to us saying, like, oh, y'all made, made me lose money because we didn't make you do shit, all right? You handle your own money. But we give solid advice and predictions here, okay? Just, only, just, just throwing it out there in the future. So, hey, we can be wrong though. I've been wrong. I can eat crow on my NBA finals prediction from from a, you know, a month ago. It's all right.
1: But my goodness, man.
0: But there is no way anybody could have foreseen this. <laughs> Nobody could have foreseen this and just like I would be shocked. I would be thoroughly shocked if the Nets do not win this series against Milwaukee. I'm so I just would be thoroughly shocked
1: even even with the injuries, you'll still be shocked that the I Nets would still lose be Milwaukee.
0: Shocked. I just don't have that confidence. I'm telling you, man. For for Milwaukee Milwaukee has shown themselves too many times that they just they, they're horrible with offensive awareness and the coaching is just horrible. Like there's been many moments where they had a chance to 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 steal this series. To take it, it it's you could debate me all you want, you, know, you go amongst yourselves, but honestly, like Milwaukee should be should be up. They should be up. Yeah, they should be up three two. Or the series should have been done by now. Should ended. It should have ended in five. Because it's not the only game that Milwaukee had a chance to to really to win a game, and, and then they they effed it up in the end. So, no, I'm sorry, like. I have no confidence in in Giannis and and, and the rest of them, um, because let's say hypothetically they get another like fifteen twenty point lead. Do you are you yeah. are you going to tell me you are going to trust them with that lead? No, because, no. right, 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 exactly.
1: Same right. with the Sixers now. They can't they can't hold a twenty point lead hold, apparently now either. Lead, no, no,
0: <laughs> no, they can't hold lead. Why does it feel like they can never hold leads in in, in the playoffs? Like I'm trying to think like. I'm trying to think. The last few seasons that they made the playoffs, mm-hmm. they always had those games, a game or two, where they had a double-digit lead, could be somewhere in the twenty range, and they and they just cough it up and they lose.
1: I I, I just I, I don't know, man. It, this is the Sixers mentality uh, of um, the current generation. Like I, I, it's like they they will be up ahead. They'll have these plans. And the promise of building these team around two great stars, one in a generational talent in Joel Embiid, and then you know, Ben Simmons, who is this athletic freak of nature, who is unbelievable defensively, but he does not have a jump shot, which no. pro- which and they they for years they've been trying to, you know, build around these two to benefit their strengths. And each year it looks like they're getting closer and closer. But as soon as the moment hits them in the face and the lights flash in front of their eyes they 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 succumb to the pressure they choke and and we're seeing it again uh, against a team that has no business in being into the in being in the uh in in this deep into the playoffs let alone just you know potentially going to the eastern conference finals. You know, but this is the season to do it, as you said, because this season is just unlike any other.
0: So now the narrative, you gotta think of it. Out now, so how much of this falls on Doc Rivers?
1: Oh, uh, because a this, lot. Is th- this is this is going to take it's a hit. Definitely, to it it it's definitely falls on a lot for uh, for Doc. Um,
0: as Clippers fans would know, this is not the first time. <laughs> this is not the first time that something like this has happened to a Doc Rivers coach team.
1: So uh, yeah, he. Uh, I would not be surprised if he. If they lose this series, I would not be shocked if he gets let go as well. Like, dead ass. I would not be surprised if he just gets fired, you know, along with the whole team being rebuilt in the process.
0: That's a shame. That's a shame if it comes to that. That's a damn shame. I mean, it's looking like it's, it's looking like it's going to come to that. <laughs> yeah. What uh, is, the, I mean, is the, the way
1: this season is going.
0: What is the next man. game again? It's happening on Friday. Friday.
1: Yeah. Oh. who Okay. Wow, Trey Young had thirty nine and seven. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> this defense can't stop him. <laughs> he cannot be stopped. He just showed it right there.
0: Now it's All funny. Right. You, um, you meant you mentioned a team that can't be stopped because I'm kind of I'm I'm going to little sh- shift this a little bit, but and it's something that I that we both want to touch on, and we you know it, it hasn't really been talked about a lot, but um we know the Olympics are coming up summer Olympics and obviously NBA players are playing in it not not maybe as much as the players that maybe not the most popular players or whatever players that you may think that would be playing in it um, I think I saw yesterday um, I think Lillard has committed to playing I think I don't know who else uh, I, I thought I saw Draymond but maybe it could I be believe
1: Draymond Green and Jason okay. Tatum and okay. Bradley Bill may be on the list as well
0: okay um so it must have been just only um Draymond and, and, and Dame that officially committed to um doing USA basketball. Um I, I, I don't I don't know if that team I, we gotta I guess we gotta wait and see how like who is gonna be on that team um officially, but I just don't have any confidence in the US basketball team this year. I don't know. It's just just weird. Is it, possible, is it even
1: possible? Is it even possible they're going to be healthy even going like into that's the, the I
0: think that's the thing that, that I feel uneasy about. I feel uneasy about it because like these players have, <laughs> in the past two years, they've they've played a lot. They've logged a ton of minutes, wear and tear, and it's just like man, like how do you deal with all that? Like, I mean, a person like Draymond. You know, he was injured and he didn't really play a lot this season like that. And obviously Golden State didn't go far. Um, so he's had I guess he's had more rest than somebody like a Dame Lillard. But I, and I, I'm just curious to see what the rest of the makeup of this team. But it's just I just have a weird feeling about it. Like I'm just like not. I mean, I'll watch it. Obviously, and you always want you hope the US to win. But it's just like it's like a meh Okay. <laughs> like if they like my expectation is personally like i don't think they're going to make it to like a medal they're not going to get it to a medal round game um but then again it's like i don't know what other team like the international teams other countries you know i don't know what nba players may be playing on like you could always i think it's one of the you could always expect spain to be spain is always going to be spain i feel yeah. like like that's <laughs> whatever reason.
1: Serbia, Serbia is coming up as well. Spain, along with, Serbia, um, Argentina, Argentina, France you know, as well.
0: Yeah. You, know, you know, know, those teams, you know, Australia, maybe, I don't know. Yeah,
1: Australia um, as
0: well. Time you know, to time. Like, they, they, there's a lot of countries that I'm pretty sure they'll have better constructed caliber teams than maybe the U S, but it's just, it's just the verdict is still out on there, but I just don't feel I don't feel very hopeful about that in general. I don't I don't feel hopeful about the Olympics in general, to begin with. Um, I feel a certain way that they're not allowing anybody to express themselves the way they they, you know, especially anything uh, anything at Black Pride related. They don't want any of that. The Olympics, which is amazing, but I guess I shouldn't really be so surprised. But um. I just don't know. Like I'm just not. I'm not hyped for the Olympics this year. I don't know. I'm just not hyped for because I just don't. I think because in the back of my mind, I just feel like it probably should still not happen this year. But yeah, the Olympics. They are the the Olympics are the Olympics, and they just they go by their own rules and regulations. They could care less, you know. So I I I'll, I'll watch it. I'll probably more. I'll probably be more inclined to watch, um, you know, like track and field or. I always watch, you know, and I always watch wrestling because we all know what we we could be yeah. watching a future WWE champion or AEW champion in the future,
1: <laughs> or, or UFC champion as well, or UFC too,
0: know. right? So you know, like, all right, I'll watch it because you just never know who 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 may be plucked up into the wrestling world. Um, but yeah, I would say that that gymnastics. I mean, obviously, Simone Biles, man, that's. Uh, there's there is nothing you can say yeah. say about her like that is that uh, man you couldn't pay me a million dollars to to do even a front flip <laughs> like a completed one a completed front flip I can't even do that and it's amazing with these gymnasts what they do what they do and the, but what she does in general I it's just awe inspiring and it's it's amazing and she's like. And she's embraced like this goat, you know, title. uh, I don't know if you've if you really have have caught on to like I guess like the couple of past like um trials or whatever it is. Like her her, her, you know, her 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 way her her, I guess her uniform or Leotard or whatever, um like it has like the goat on there. Like like it's I mean I don't I don't mind it. Like I'm like, hey, hey, yo, talk your shit. (laughs) Like you you earned it, like you you deserve to to be that way. Like, damn it. Like, has no, nobody's touching her. Nobody's touching her in that. Like, that's just, that's, nah, man. Like, there's just no competition. So that's like, almost like, a, unless something catastrophic or, or God forbid, I don't want anything catastrophic or any, anything, you know, weird that happens. I mean, that whatever that she's in, she's getting gold. That, that, that's without, goes without saying. Um, I just, I don't, I don't. Like, that's the only, like, that that and swimming. I watch swimming, too. I mean, this is a lot of, the Olympics is, the Olympics have a lot of sport. And I think baseball is in it now, too. Because um, I think they brought it back, like, the last Olympics, I think. Men's baseball. I know women's softball was always, well, actually, no, it was always there. But then I think they took that away. Women's yeah, softball yeah. from the Olympics, which is crazy. I guess because the US dominated almost every year, you know, they're like, well, you know what? It makes no sense to continue this going on. Um But yeah, I basketball, be intrigued about that. Um What do you think about the um what, like what's your personal opinion man, about the this new space jam movie that LeBron is in man? Like, I'm looking what, forward to the... watching it, man. Me too. Right, I, I want to see too. Don Cheadle Cook. so
1: if anything i I know he's gonna make that movie good man
0: yeah it's like I, i i i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna see it you know it's one of those movies where i know a lot of people like to take it to heart like oh stop recreating stuff that doesn't need to be recreated and believe me a lot of times i will agree with the next person that agrees with that but um space jam I, I I go into it thinking that I I know this is not going to be the Michael Jordan Space Jam that I love and adore to this day, and I I totally get that I understand it, and I really feel like you know these kids today like that's hey for me Mike no Jordan was come on man like oh for me like there was no better combination than my my favorite basketball player and my favorite cartoon character. Being in the same movie, like what? Come
1: on! Yeah, that 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 shit actually was like ahead of its time, man. You know, and we, I and we I remember much never saw anything like that.
0: And I remember like the release date. I remember like vividly um, when I first saw it in the theaters because technically, technically, I, I saw it before it got to the theaters, and it's the weirdest thing, man. So, in New York, and and I'm and I in almost in every hood in in the U.S. You know, we're talking about, talking about the 90s now, bootlegging tapes and stuff. And and I think my father had um, at the barbershop that he went to, I guess there was a guy walking around over, over in uh, Hillside in Queens. And I guess he walked in there, telling him, like, hey, I got the bootleg, whatever. I got a space jam. And I guess he had got it because for me. So, and I remember, and it's weird, I don't remember where that tape is at. But. For whatever reason, I think the version, this bootleg version of Space Jam, when I had saw it, it was like the director's cut of it. Like, right? Yeah, I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it was the director's cut because I still remember there were parts like there was some parts that wasn't even fully edited. Like they didn't really complete the editing of them on it because there was some animations that I, it, it just. There was just, and I remember it was just at the bottom. It had like the numbers and stuff like that, and like it was like what you yeah. would typically see on it on a camera, the director's camera. And yeah. there was some parts in there that wasn't in the final release that I remember. It was like small little, like maybe about four or five second, like parts like they had to cut short. But there were parts of the movie that, in that cut that did not show in the, the theatrical version of it. And I wish I knew where that tape was at because I definitely, my parents still got the VHS, but um, the VHS player. But I, I, I would I love to see that just, and, and it probably looked all crazy and stupid because we're so used to seeing stuff in HD now these days. So, but, but now I, I remember the joy of, of that theater when it came out and that long line, it was a long line over and all. It was a United Artists movie theater. Not far away from it wasn't within the town that I lived lived in, and that line was just ridiculous for that showing. And it I I don't know it's just one of those memories you just don't forget. And and you know these kids, they deserve to have that type of moment themselves. Um, because you got to think about all these kids, man. So many kids. Yeah, they, they they've been born after LeBron was in the league. You know, like think about two thousand three were – if you were born in 2003, you're 18, you're graduating. Yeah. You know, so you go you're about to go to college <laughs> or or something like that. <laughs> so it's for these kids, man. This is the this is their version of Jordan. Hey. And you know, and it's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes will always be Looney Tunes no matter which generation watches it. Like it's almost like a rite of passage in life. He's like watching Looney Tunes as a kid. So to have that for them like man this like this is, and this is for the kids like it's not for us adults like we're going to enjoy it don't get me wrong but these this movie is, is for the kids man and, and yeah man. people need to lay off of the damn comparisons and stuff like that like come on man like it's it's this not it's not necessary it's not needed but I, I mean but like I said I'll, I'll definitely watch it you know um, in the comfort of my home and you know hey I'll, I'll enjoy it as it is as it is man you know but yeah. But I'm excited to to see that one. Um I'm trying to think what new movie um what's the last movie you saw recently? Do you remember?
1: Uh The Exorcist? Oh, uh, yeah, The Conjuring. Um The Devil May Me Do It. Like the the latest Conjuring movie. That's still, um one I've just seen recently. Um I I didn't really care for it that much.
0: I was about to ask, like, how, so, like, what was your opinion on it? I haven't watched it. I don't know. Kind of, I don't, I don't, scary movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really?
1: It, 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 honestly, it, it wasn't even that scary. Like the, the scariest parts of the film happen early in the movie. And then after that, it, it, it just becomes some, some bullshit towards the end. And, and, um, you know, it's whatever, you know, I, I, I thought it, I thought it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was there. But it, it, I I watched the first contour movie. That was I, I actually liked that. I enjoyed that a lot. But this one I I didn't really care for. You know. So
0: the that last,
1: was the last movie I watched.
0: Yeah, the last one we I went to actually went to the movie theaters for the first time since like 2019. Um, oh, okay. The other night, I, I and I I went to see the Cru, Cruello movie. And I know you could watch it on Disney Plus, but I ain't paying no damn thirty dollars for that. So. Um, yeah, they they're
1: smoking have, rocks, trying to
0: um, get yeah, people to pay thirty dollars yeah, for a like, damn movie. like yo, like I'm already paying whatever nine dollars now, and I know I'm gonna have to pay more to get ESPN Plus because I'm gonna need that for the NHL season next year since they're moving to ESPN. Um, but I, it, for me, I'm not paying no damn thirty dollars for that. Like it was either I go see it in theaters or I just wait whatever amount of time and, and watch it for free. But you know, I felt like I I had nothing to do the other night. I'm like, you know, what? let me just go out and, and watch a movie. I haven't been to the movie theaters. Let me get my tub of popcorn and my large drink, and you know, be a fat ass and be happy. Um, but it was. It turned out to be a very good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I think it was a pretty damn good origin story um, for that character. Um, it, it just, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and it really shed light on her relationship with Dalmatians, even though like at first I don't want to talk it really spoil the movie or anything like that, but it it, it really makes you think. It makes you think and, and have a better understanding with her relations with Dalmatians and I guess it's a love hate relationship with them. So it's um uh,
1: it's pretty much like um like uh with Matt Liffison, you know, her origin story. You know right. you just give <laughs> You're giving origin stories to the um villains. You know, because, yes. you know, more than likely the villains, you know, they they're more liked in the in the movies and uh, you know, the, the actual main characters sometimes. I wonder if you're gonna have a King Javard movie or some shit like that.
0: You know what you know what movie I want? You know what origin movie I want? I want a Thanos uh, origin movie. <laughs> I mean, we happen. still we,
1: we still we we'll probably will get that because you know the MCU is starting to run dry of ideas. Going into their third phase, and uh,
0: they will yeah, never. It's going to be
1: interesting, it's going to be interesting, you know, to see how much they um Um, the folks who really care for like internals in uh, Shang-Chi
0: doesn't matter as long as you got Deadpool and X-Men and Fantastic Four in your back pocket, you're not going to run dry. You're not, you're not. I'm sorry, there, you're just not. And then, uh, then let's say. Let's say in the future, because we've seen how Marvel are able to get deals. Like, what happens if Venom so happened I know Sony is dedicated to keeping Venom to themselves, and but we originally thought Spider Man was going to be the same case, and that, and we see how that turned out. But it's just not. They're not. They're not going to run dry with that stuff, man. And then Guardian. I know there's another Guardians of the Galaxy movie too. Like, there are so many characters out there. But like I said, even within the, even within the realm of X-Men, right? There is many ways there is there. You could get yeah. some, you, you could get a lot of mileage out of that. And Fantastic Four, you could still get a lot of miles because we never really got the movie, the Fantastic Four type movie that everybody kind of, let me just put it. That's been universally liked. Like I know the original ones, like, it it, people have their opinions on there and you know it's it's you know whatever i guess a lot of people like still like those original ones um that they made with jessica beale and all them in there um as compared to to one with i don't know why michael b jordan was in there but (laughs) like that one I that was an atrocity like that that was mm -mm, nah that was terrible um but then We all deserve like we deserve a proper like just see how MCU does it. Like even with with Doctor Doom, you know? Like, I wanna see that. I wanna see how they incorporate him into there. And and the the X-Men will always the X-Men, it's just there's just certain comics within Marvel that no matter what, you're going to get a lot of mileage over because it's just one of those things and X-Men is one of those things that you could just you just never you can never stop doing it. You just won't stop doing it. yeah. You know, but and, and Marvel, and I remember when they did like a teaser thing, like to welcome people back to the movies and give a people a glimpse of phase four. Like at the end, I, and I don't know if you remember watching it, but at the end they kind of like tease Fantastic Four like the outline of it, but then they didn't say anything. So, it's it's coming. You know, it's just a matter of just see how everything turns out and intertwines with one another. But, you know, I, I, I've read. I know the next Spider-Man is going to be ridiculous. I know the Doctor Strange movie is going to be ridiculous. Um, you know how that's how that's going to go. Um, yeah. Spider, but Sp- Spider-Man. Honestly, Spider-Man is the one that I'm like. I am so looking forward to that because I'm just intrigued on how the day. How are they going to explain all the different villains in the Tobey Maguire? Spider-Man in there, yeah.
1: Like, how it, the yeah. Explain the, yes, the right, multiverse, right,
0: right, right, right. And I know they 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 shed a little bit light on it um, in the last Spider-Man, and even the one into the, the the one into the multiverse with uh, you know, with Miles in there. Uh, it, it, it's they shed light on that stuff, so it's just a matter of just oh, okay. I'm eager to see how this turn. Even with like with Batman and DC Comics, you know, it was like now that they said that Michael Keaton is gonna. We reprised in his role also so it's just like it's interesting to say the least you know with those type of movies but it, no matter what they do they're going to get my money anyway so I can, I can say whatever now they're going to get their money in the end but I definitely eager to see those things man it's just it, it, it's going to be like I think the majority like the fall the fall and winter is going to make up for the lack of summer blockbusters um this year i really do feel like a lot of the like big grand movies they're gonna come out like in the fall and winter
1: yeah yeah it's just a way to try to recoup from um you know missing out on like a lot of box office ticket sales and whatnot uh, and you know, and Marvel's they're 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 laying they're laying the smackdown with that with the number of movies that are going to get released between now and December. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they're going to try to um you know movie theaters going to try to recoup on this, and you know, and folks are looking forward to going back into the theaters. I know for sure that I'm probably not going to go back into the theater for quite some time, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I definitely see you know what um. What the MCU is trying to you know do, and what you know what the what the current movies that are coming out or going to be going into as well. Uh Did they even speak it up? Like not the TV for MCU, but that they had, they have a new announcement date for Candyman. Uh, you know, because
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, there's so many movies that was supposed to come out last year that honestly, man, I forgot about them. And I assume they came out, but it's just nobody really saw. Like, or they were put on like this, yeah. like on HBO Max or something like that, and they just never came out. Like, for example, even that the last the Ghostbusters movie, right? I didn't know the damn yeah. thing came out last Friday. Oh wow! Or, or the other day, it said, "Um, I thought it said June what, the, 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 the new, the new Ghostbusters with the kids. Yeah, yeah, the new, the wow. new one. There. I, you know, because, <laughs> um. The only reason why I, I yeah, was it, um it said it came out, if I'm looking for it right now, yeah, June 11th, it came out. And I'm like, what? Wow.
1: <laughs> it could have fooled me. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Like, I, I would have known because, you know, I, I would have saw the trailers, you know.
0: I, that's exactly, wrong. man. Exactly. I know one thing about I remember it was supposed to come out last year, but then obviously the COVID mm-hmm. things halted everything, but I just never recall them saying, All right, well it's gonna come out this date Like and the only reason why I knew about it is because earlier today, number one, Netflix, they do not miss with their their own produced uh like documentaries, like crime documentaries. Um mm-hmm. they just they just don't miss with that shit, man. Like they're it's compelling. So today I started watching um a uh, documentary based off of the son the son of Sam killings in in New York in the 70s yeah. and what happened is that his reason as to why he killed all or shot all these people um uh, was he was under the influence that a, a, a whatever 600 year old dog named Sam told him to do it yeah and it reminded me of the the first ghostbusters movie where A demon possessed a body and wanted to cause (laughs) destruction to new york (laughs) and it was because it feels like it's always new york that wants to be you know blown off the face of the earth or some chaotic shit to happen first if it's not new york it's california um los angeles specifically but (laughs) but it just it just made me think about that i was like oh okay well you know i was like all right well you know ghostbusters are like man like, this, seems, this sounds awfully familiar. And that's when it. When I saw the date. I was like, wait a second. The last Ghostbusters, June 11th. I'm like, what? Nobody has said anything about it at all.
1: No. And, and, and there, was, uh, there were some familiar faces in the cast, too, which is yeah, very surprising. Man.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. That was my main. That's what drew me in. I was like, all right. You know, like, I know there's some familiar faces in there that I wanted to see how they you know, like how the character was and cameos and stuff like that, but um, uh, I'll probably catch it. Maybe, maybe after the podcast, I'll I'll, I'll catch it. I got to figure out like what's is on. Like, I don't know. I think it's on AP, HBO Max, or I don't know. I don't know where I could find it at. Um, but it has to be on there somewhere, one way or another. Uh, but like I said movies, man. Uh, it, it's but I'm not gonna lie, Chris. When I had when I had went to the movie theater the other night. Oh oh um, I
1: just checked I just checked the dates again. Um it got pushed back to November the Ghostbusters film. That's probably the reason why we didn't see shit at all.
0: Oh. So maybe the original date was supposed to be June 11th but they whatever Google didn't update it. Maybe that was the case. I don't know. That's weird. Well, well, November it is then. So no, never mind. I will not be watching it after this. Um, <laughs> like oops, sorry. Didn't mean to inform you wrong, people. Um try to think, man. Got anything planned special for celebrating Juneteenth, man? Uh I mean,
1: well for Juneteenth, um, you working on uh, Juneteenth? I'm, no, no, I'm off on that day. So I'm okay. planning on going to the game. So that that's the prior, that's that's really the plan. Well, hanging okay. out with my dad.
0: All right, right, right. Well, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, so hang it out with my dad and my fiance. And um, we're going to just go to the game. And then on Saturday, uh, if it's not raining, you know, we'll probably um, be just heading out, you know, enjoying the city. And um, yeah, that'll be mostly what's going on for my Ju- Juneteenth weekend. Uh, and, you know, n- not much. I'm just watching the games, you know, continuing on with the playoffs and the Euros and and, and, and enjoying this, you know, much time I have away from work as I can.
0: I understand, man. No, that's no, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, I think for me, like my, thankfully, my job, my job is observing Juneteenth on Friday, so I I will not be working on Friday. I'll be relaxing, chilling, and relaxing. Um, Saturday I have a event that I have to host. Um, a Juneteenth themed party. It's like a private party. Somebody is having like an outside thing of family and friends, and um i was recommended uh to her by my friend Sice that does uh the dj who i host events with anyway normally and um but you know she needed a host and i'm like I, yeah i could host you know so she was like i was like hey you know and she asked me for price i'm like all right well i could do it for this price you know but since it's the last second i'm not gonna beat you over the head with it um you know, so yeah, from three to nine, I'll be doing that, and then after that, I don't know. Uh, well, after that, I, my eyes will be fixated on my hockey game because that'll be game four. Um, and then recently, last night, actually, we, um, me, and a few other people gathered at a Gus's Bar and Grill on Broad Street here in Richmond, um, like a an Islanders meetup group. Like we have meetup groups like all over the country, and it's it's freaking wild. It's crazy. But it's great, too. I, normally, I go to the one in D.C., but, um, yeah, apparently there was, like, a tweet that was put out there by the guy that runs the D.C. group. And he was like, yeah, somebody tweeted him, like, anybody in Richmond whatever. And then I was like, all right, you know. So he kind of tagged me in there. One thing led to another. It was just only, like, first it started off with two people, but, like, about eight people showed up last night. So it was deemed a success, you know. If we want to, we may we may deem it. Um, we may make it an official group or whatever. You know, we'll see how that is. Um, I don't know if we're gathering tomorrow for game three, but, but no, nah, but, um, other than that for Juneteenth, um, uh, on Saturday, like that was, that's my, those two things are my immediate plans. And then Sunday is father's day too. Um, so what I'm planning to do on, on and, and I'm going to make note of this, um, Sunday, I plan to do a bonus, no words barred podcast episode with none other than my father um for father's day and release that also um you know obviously sometime i could release it on sunday or not afterwards or or sometime next week so whoever's listening though so listen to this keep a lookout for that um that episode um it should be it should be great um to be able to chop it up with my father and, and use his his brain his knowledge of Basketball and stuff in life in general, so looking forward to yeah. doing that man oh um, yeah, that should be a good one man yeah 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 um it's a lot of it, it's it's a very it's gonna it's some that I'm holding dear to my heart um so you know that that should be fun and exciting, but that's that's what's what's um in store for me man, like in the next coming days and got. Wedding, it's like it's wedding season, too, man. There's so many weddings that go into. bro. And then 4th of July weekend. I'm like, 4th of July weekend, I'm going to need all the energy I need, man. Like, I have, like, think that Friday, that July. That Friday, I'm hosting a wedding down in Norfolk. Saturday, I'm doing a birthday party. Hosting a birthday party. And Sunday, I think I'm doing another birthday party. So it's just. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, you're gonna,
1: be, you're gonna be booked and busy, my man. <laughs>
0: booked, booked and busy, but I will be getting paid. So that's what matters <laughs> in the end. But that's, it'll be fun, yes, though, man. Yes, that's true. It, it, it'll be fun. Um, you know, doing stuff like that. Um, I, I enjoy and love to do it too. So, um, it's it's the easiest money, man. But when when you're doing something that you're very passionate about and about and you actually genuinely love doing it, it like it feels effortless. I'm not gonna say like, oh. Well, yeah. if you you know if you love your job, it's not really a job. Like I don't, I no no no, no. like <laughs> uh like there there's there's limits to that quote. Like yeah. there's like little little stuff and like the exceptions, you know. Uh, like I look at all I like job, but it doesn't mean that you know it doesn't feel like a job. <laughs> that doesn't mean that at all. But um, but yeah. So I, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked and excited, man. For what's going to come, and then obviously seeing with these how these games and playoffs, um, but if, if there's anybody, but anybody that follows me on Twitter, um, I'm just letting you know, man. If my team, my hockey team, reaches it to the reaches to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, man, uh, I apologize to anybody in advance of the the the, the hundreds and hundreds of tweets in in big capital letters (laughs) like uh, like that's that's i'm just looking for like sports like these playoffs and both of those sports like this is gonna be awesome it's gonna it's it's an awesome time
1: hell yeah man you know Uh, uh, you know i'm just excited because we're we're pretty much guaranteed a fresh nba champion uh and That that in itself is uh, it's going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah, you know,
0: definitely, definitely. And I and we even and I know we're about to like wrap this up soon, but shit, we didn't we never really touched on anything that's happening in the wrestling world, honestly. But um, but I mean, it's stuff ain't really going to pick up until what, like maybe next week, two weeks. When when are they doing the first? Show with real people back back in smackdown again do you remember
1: uh it's gonna be um uh next month in July going on building up to a forest money in the bank
0: right 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 okay 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 yeah yeah it's and then obviously summerslam being in vegas um hey listen to all the people i i got like i i like that's to fill up the new Raiders Stadium, like I, I'm hoping, I think they're going to have no issue filling that up. I don't think they're going to have any issues filling up that stadium. Now, uh, folks
1: are already headed to Vegas already. People that I know that are like, you know, like in group chats, you know, they are already like getting about to get their tickets and plan on trips to go into Vegas to see SummerSlam. And uh, like, yeah, that's go, It's going to be a pretty huge crowd. Because if I'm not mistaken, they're going to treat SummerSlam as they would WrestleMania this year.
0: And to be honest with you, man, they, at the, my one time in Vegas, I could see Vegas is going to have. I feel like Vegas is going to have that type of environment reminiscent to New Orleans, because Vegas is kind of like the same in a sense. Was, they're kind of like is a is a place you could walk around a lot. You could get to the apparently you could walk to. To the to, to the, the Raiders Arena anyway, from the new Vegas Strip, like everything is, is pretty accessible in Vegas and easy to get to. So, if they're gonna treat that like a WrestleMania weekend type thing, then oh, Vegas is going to be live, man. The only thing that's going to be that people's going to hate is the weather, is the heat. That that's going to be the main factor. I don't want to deal with Vegas heat during the summer. Ain't no way, ain't no way.
1: Yeah, I could I, I man.
0: Yeah, I, I don't that. know
1: if I could stay bored in three days
0: in Vegas. No, no, you know? no. It's like what I said the last episode, man, with, with Vegas, man. Like, four days is your limit. Four days is your ultimate limit. You cannot be in Vegas for longer than four days. Three days is probably like, it, really, a, an ideal amount of days. But nah, four days is the limit. No more than that. More power to the people if they want to be there. But there would probably be some people that's like gamblers and stuff like that anyway. But, um, but I'm, I'm <laughs> crazy to see how that lineup, how that looks, man. Um, so slowly, by slowly, things are getting back into the thick of things, getting normal. So uh, you know, I, and I think wrestling, wrestling needs that. They need the fans. The wrestling needs the live fans. Yeah, and we we, we yeah. stressed that so many times before, but it it, it really it really does need that the, those reactions. Um, they they and then even just the crowd, just the chant. You know, they always, the crazy. Silly stuff that they D- do. Just anyway. a different
1: energy that you know a live show can bring, you right? Know, depending on the crowd, too. Yeah, uh, definitely. because that, that also it, it it will also you know shape the show sometimes. And of course, even the workers that are out there present too. Like you know the crowds could you know they could dictate a lot of things, and you know that that's probably something that I was missing with the WWE product lately. You know, since you know it it got into you know the the COVID era. And been having the shows at the Thunderdome, you know, you know, the in-ring quality is still there, but a lot of the, you know, the storylines and angles and other, you know, out-of-ring product has has suffered because there's no crowd available to react to certain things.
0: Right, right. I agree. You know, so... Yeah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. as but sports it's like what I said early man. The the beauty of sports is is always the crowd interaction and the atmosphere that they create. Because it, there's so many times where things can be so lackluster, uh whether it be wrestling or any sport and the crowd you know, they just make things more enjoyable. They make the experience more enjoyable and better. Um as a as compared to with nobody and i think you know it it would definitely what last year with covid and with all these teams and these leagues playing in empty arenas is almost like a sense that you just you you don't take it for granted anymore that the you know <clears throat> how how fun it is to be with the crowd of people that um that that's just whether they share the same, you know, interests of you as, as you, or they're just as, as much as invested into a team or not, it doesn't matter. It's just that fan, the crowd element, that just elevates everything up to a different level. Players in every league, they'll tell you, they, they like the crowd. Like it just gives them, it gives them that extra boost. And kudos, kudos for all of us fans in sports. That you know we withstood all of that mess last year, and slowly and slowly we're getting to that point where I don't think it'll ever be safe to say it'll be as like normal as it was before. But to be able to get that experience for it to be close as normal as it was before, that I'll take that any day of the week over how last year was um, with that, because that the pipe, the pipe crowd noise and all that—that's not that ain't it. That ain't it, it doesn't feel authentic um, and the game just feels it feels like you kind of cheapened out uh on a lot of stuff, so you know it's very welcoming in, in, in to see everybody back in these arenas and, and especially with the playoffs times you know like that's it. it sucks man, like you know we kind of suffered with it you know with uh college basketball. Um, you know, that didn't feel the same. Uh, shout out to Coach K, by the way. Um, since the last time we did a podcast, I believe that he, yeah, hired. Um, I just want to make a quick side note that and many people may not be know, may not know about this, and it probably be touched on with, um, podcast with my father, um, this weekend. Uh, both there, there is also Coach K in Canada too. And, um, <laughs> which who, who who coached my father in college
1: oh wow. so um both
0: of them and both of them know who each other are they've they've met times before many times before um uh they actually played against their their colleges played against each other as recently, probably like someone in the early like probably like two thousand and um six or something like seven um where my father's college basketball team they traveled down to to Duke and faced them. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. And my father played against, he, he played a couple of games, uh, against Duke also back in the seventies, but this is before coach K though. Um, so, so yeah, so he recently retired, um, coach, uh, Steve Kunchalski originally from Queens, New York. Um, and so he, he had coached, um, so many years up there, 40 something years at St. Francis Xavier, um, over mm. in uh, Anticondition over <laughs> in Scotia. So, shout out to him. I know he'll get more mentioned mentions. Um, later on the week, but um, but yeah, both he just retired like about his last season. His yeah, he retired like about like three months, three four months ago. So, yeah, it's crazy. The synergy of both the coach case, um, one year after another re- uh, retiring. Um, but yeah, it, it's. More power to him. Those Duke Carolina games are not going to feel the same because that was like the beauty of being a Carolina. Yeah. Game. That's the beauty of being like just beating Coach K and and whoever the, this new coach is. Yeah, like I don't think we're going to have to worry about the refs being paid off. Like he doesn't have the seniority that that the Coach K has. The pay yeah, off. He the won't refs. have the
1: clout. He, he, I don't even think um, the, even with Carolina with her, man. Uh, he, he, I don't think it's going to be strong enough.
0: Nah, this is like, strange, like, yeah. like,
1: like this. This, this Duke UNC rivalry, uh, for the next five years is is not even going to look the same. Mm-mm. Like, it's not even going to feel the same. Like, not yeah, at it's all. It's going to be ass, bro.
0: It's okay though. As long as we coming on the winning side, that's all that matters. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's all that much.
0: matters in the end. That, to me, that's all that matters. So, but yeah, man. But on, but on, on, on a closing note, man. You know. Thank you for everybody that's listening. We ain't going to try to hold you up. Appreciate you guys taking the time out of y'all day, night, whatever it is, you know, um to listen to us, chop it up. So the appreciation is always there and thank everybody. But of course, um whenever however you're listening where whatever it is, streaming site, um spread the word, um you know, let everybody know what the deal is the podcast. Um of course our Instagram Page for the podcast is um, no words Bardcast uh, on there. Uh, Chris Mack, what's the what's your Twitter Twitter handle, man?
1: It's rappers or actors. Uh, Rappers or actors. You know, uh, R A P P E R S capital R capital A C T O R S. Uh, That's my Twitter handle. Um, Yeah, uh, I just be shooting the shit whenever I'm on there. Mainly, I'm just working all day. But whenever I can you can just you know see me talking about hoops, uh talking about um soccer, talking about music, whatever that comes to my mind. Um but yeah, yeah, give me a follow. You know, if you if you like what you're hearing right now, and you wanna just indulge more into my shithousery, you know, you can just follow my Twitter.
0: And um and I know you also did a podcast also
1: recently, right? Oh yeah. Yes, um about um last week, I believe. Uh, I um, guest hosted um guests on um the RSPN um re- um network RSPN show the podcast here. Uh, they also talk about basketball and a bunch of other hijinks as well. Um, I've been a frequent um um guest on the show since it started, and uh, it's part of the um the RSC network, also the Elite Media Network as well. A bunch of great guys there yeah, that um put out uh, tons of great content. Uh, That span from sports To comic books To pro wrestling To movies and films Anime Video games You name it Uh, It it is um, It it is growing by the day And uh, And I'm You know I can't be You know I'm just I can't be more proud of You know The the guys that I've known You know Since my days in college Uh, Getting into this format And um, You know Taking over this uh, This media circle here So You know um, And I'm happy to be You know that be able to be a contributor to their success. So um yeah, so check it out um it's RSP- RSPN um and um yeah, there's a bunch of a bunch of good shit on there.
0: Word word um I listened to a bit of it the other day. I I never really got a chance to listen to the whole episode of it, but um man, I liked what I I, I like it. I definitely liked it a lot, man. Um definitely will be listening to more of their content too, man. Um, you know, even though like, the, the, the thing to, with podcasting is that, you know, I know there is like 10,000 sports podcasts and music podcasts and stuff like that, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is a very big community and we're all about supporting one another, man. And and so shout out to those guys at RSPN. Um, definitely, definitely will listen to more of your content. Um, of course. Thanks for Chris for bringing that that for bringing those guys to the, the attention to my eyes and the ears. Um, you know I'm always up for listening to you know I always like to hear different perspectives and people's views on on just stuff. Same stuff that we you know we talk about here. You know you you always want differentiating views and stuff like that. It, I mean it just it just shapes a better overall um view of of Whatever it is that's going on in the world um my Twitter handle is Mo mo underscore b b e underscore knowing without a g at the end um yeah, you can catch me on there just i I' am a very vocal person um like I said recently i just been my tweets most of it is hockey related because of the playoffs um you know i I'm very opinionated with sports music, politics, whatever it is, um, you know, I I can be fairly animated on there, but I can promise you um at, there's going to be at least one tweet that you're just going to laugh and you'll be able to retweet. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, um but uh but yeah, definitely definitely uh, look out for that. Um like I said, uh sometime next week I will also be posting um like I said a special edition of this podcast um with my father um, put that out there. Um, of course, whenever you hear this rate review, please guys, people do not hesitate to, you know, hit one of us up on, on on Twitter or whatever, DM us, whatever the case may be. And you know, whatever it is, opinion, views, whatever, whether you like things you don't like, doesn't matter. Let us know. Cause you know, we're, 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 we're forever evolving with this and we want to be able to provide as much as the best content, um, that we can provide, and we cannot do that without, you know, getting some feedback and hearing from the listeners. So, by all means, whoever's listening to this, um, I think we're gone international. I think I feel like, like I said, Germany and other places have heard us. I think there was like, I wonder if there's anybody like military that's been listening to us. I don't know. But, but um. Uh, but apparently, man, we we're international.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
0: Even if it's just only one country, I don't. I don't know. That's what the statistics be telling me. Um. Uh, what's the country though? What's the country? Who listened to us? I, I listen. All I saw was it was in Germany. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> I. That's the man. I'm just letting you know what I saw when I looked at on the stats, that's all I'm saying <laughs> when I checked the stats for the, for the podcast. And I think it was from the last episode. Somebody was listening in Germany. I don't know, man, but whoever that's it is, great. whoever it is, Thank you.
1: Yeah, shout out to my German niggas, man. Shout out to the Bundesliga niggas out there, man. (laughs) Thank you a lot. Appreciate it. (laughs) Right. Right. For real.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, anyway, on that note, uh, thank you for listening to everybody. Um, for everybody that celebrates it, happy Juneteenth. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um y'all are are very important figures in y'all children's lives. Um family just families in general. Y'all are loved. Y'all are appreciated. And believe me, man, like I, I am very grateful for the father that I have. Uh Chris. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way on on your end, man. Like for sure, it, man. Like it, it it's just an a it's an invaluable bond um of uh, father and son, even a daughter and a father. Like regardless, um it, it's it's a it's a it's a bond that you just um if you're able to have it and it's great, you know. Cherish it, and like yeah. I said, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, man. Enjoy, enjoy these people while while they're here, man. Because nothing tomorrow is never promised. But um, but anyway, like I said again, thank you. Peace out, everybody. Until next time. Stay safe. Peace.